The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Hi, this is Danny Rocket with a quick message asking you to become a Patreon member at patreon.com slash sunranto and help produce the Sunranto show. If you like what you hear, well then help make it. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. You get the show early, you get the show ad-free, and uh, you feel better about yourself. So, here's the show. Kobe blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game. Let's go, Kobe Sunranto. With Michael. Sunranto. And Crawley. Sunranto and the lovable loser. Sunranto with Michael Sunranto and Crawley Sunranto and the lovable losers Sunranto to the Sun Ranto Show. My name is Danny Rocket. I am a Cubs fan. I am here with my friend Crawley. He is also a Cubs fan. And uh, thanks for coming by tonight. Michael Cotton is not here. He is in Spain. So, <laughs> and he's going to come back. He's like, what happened? The Cubs were good when I left. And I come back and you just you lose all week. You go two and four on the road trip. And uh, he'll be upset. But before we get started... Uh, we do something on this show at once a month. We pick a Patreon person of the month, and we're gonna we're gonna start there with that. We're gonna give away a, a we're gonna do the wheel of names random name picker for all our Patreon members. Somebody is going to win a set of two bleacher bum band shot glasses, and possibly I'll throw in some extra fun stuff. I was cleaning out stuff, and I was like, "Ooh, this would make a nice." prize for somebody so uh let's click the spin and see who gets the win can i get some spin and music crawly how do i do this you're the music guy man yeah i want to spread it around the winner is jake james congratulations jake you are the winner of the patreon patron of the month competition uh if you want to participate in this wheel of names well just become a patreon member at patreon.com slash sunranto and you too could win um we also as far as contests going we are still doing chance for a chance so if you uh comment hashtag chance with a capital c in the comments you could win a postcard sent to you by me of frank chance but let's talk more about um the cubs because uh that's what we came here for crawley 
We lose two or three to the Braves. Doesn't go real well over there. Uh, no. Except for except for us, you know, Smiley. Drew Smiley got a, a ring. Chris Martin got a ring. We went five for them. Wilson got to see his brother. That was nice for them. Yeah, a little family reunion. That was that was fine. But uh, you know, we take a look at it, and this is what we were scared of prior to the Pirates uh, series, where the Cubs dropped three of four. We said, now you got to go play with the big boys, and 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 it was definitely a step up in class. Uh, seeing what the Braves did and, and seeing what, what's going on in Milwaukee. Uh, I don't even want to think about what the show would have been like if it wasn't for the Stroh show today, watching Marcus Stroman on his birthday dealing straight up. So, you know, that kind of saved the weekend a little bit from what was an otherwise disheartening fucking situation, to quote Lee Elia, because we just did have Lee Elia Day. Yeah, it, it, Lee Elia Day was Friday, in fact. I reshared yeah. the, the uh, Lee Elia Familia is what I call it. It was all the Cub fans, you're included in it. I should play yeah. that at the end of the show today just because I didn't do it before. So I'll, I'll upload that and get and put that out at the end of the show. But, yeah, I mean, uh, just briefly to touch on the Brave series, we did we got a Stroh start in there. He didn't pitch bad. Like, talk about the Stroh show we saw today. He didn't pitch badly in that first game in Atlanta. He didn't maybe last as long. He didn't get any, any run support. Uh, you know, he, he gave up a, a, a sack fly in the second, you know. That was the game when when uh, Michael Hermosillo had a really rough game. Ball got past him in the outfield. He had the toot land on the base pads. We're still seeing a lot of that, and we saw it. That was kind of amplified to me in that Brave series uh, that, you know, you're just not going to win a lot of games. Uh, at the end of that game, though, Stro- they were hitting Stroh real hard. Uh, all around the ballpark, a lot of hard outs. And then, um, I mean, just kind of like laid over. He only scored one run. And then game two, that was the Mark Leiter Jr. start, and he didn't pitch badly for a guy that we hate to watch pitch. Well, one thing to mention about the Gistro start in game one is that was his first quality start as a Cub. And so the one thing we keep talking about is you've got to start getting some length out of these starters because you're starting to wear down your bullpen. You can't have starters going three innings. It's just not going to fly. So, you know, even though he was getting hit hard at the end, he was kind of at the end of his day, he still came up with that quality start. But you're not going to win a lot of games scoring one runs or having three hits. Just not going to happen. Uh, little Yumper says, all this past week did was show that the Cubs were not set up to compete. I mean, we maybe got got a little ahead of ourselves with by beating the Brewers two or three because that was really the only series we won, and we just had an, a a lot of unbridled optimism for no reason after that. Um, but yeah, I mean, and Lighter wasn't bad in that game, the Charlie Morton game. That's the one the Cubs won with the big uh, Patrick Wisdom blast at the end. Although they had yeah. already scored the go ahead run at that point, uh, you get into the clown ball at the end of the game with the the tenth inning. Um, and then Wick came in to shut that one down. And then the last game was they were anemic. Game three, uh, that was the one when, you know, Willie and his brother exchanged the scorecards. And I will say that uh, that made me feel real good inside. Um, and, but, you know, you're facing Kyle Wright, and that's the, the front end pitcher that we don't have. 98, high cheese. We don't got that guy. And, you, you know, and the Cubs, were they weren't catching up with it. Um, Smiley got tagged for a couple home runs as he's tended – to do lately and um but you're talking about a 2-1 game going into the eighth I mean you're right there you're right there and yeah you just couldn't pull it out so I mean but let's get into the Brewer series which is I think a lot more fresh in our minds and uh boy the first two games I really don't want to talk about that much because it was absolutely fucking horrible so why don't you just tell us the good news and how much fun you had 
up at uh, Miller Park. Did did you hump well, Bernie the Brewer in the head? Like you, no, you well, when you looked at game one, that was the one that the Cubs lost 11-1. And if you remember when I came back from Arizona, I said, Kyle Hendricks has me worried. Now, here's the thing. Kyle Hendricks is a notoriously slow starter. But, man, I mean, it's just over the last year, it's been bad. He, you know, gave a – he uh, three hits, one run for the Cubs. So, offensively, it wasn't going to really matter much. But they, the Brewers hit six homers, five different players hit home runs. Peterson, McCutcheon, Yelich, Renfro, and Adamas. And Yelich wasn't doing shit until he played, he faced the Cubs. And it was just bad, you know what I mean? Hendricks gave up six runs, and that's something that's got to be concerning. You know, they, they and at that point, uh, if you were watching, uh, Ross was letting Hendricks wear it. There was nothing you could do at that point. You had to get something out of him, even though he was getting knocked around like a piñata. So they made him wear it, and so... It was a really tough game. And so for game two, I went to the, I went up to Milwaukee and it, what is now called AmFam Park, uh, which kind of makes you laugh a little bit here. But we got, we had a little bit of AmFam action going on here. And you can see that they have that, uh, crazy name going on right it there. Looks, so that, the, I feel like it, doesn't it look like it? Like, let me d- sub- describe this to the podcast listeners. So you have the American Family Field logo, which looks like a house. But then on top of it, they have what's supposed to be the top of Miller Park, but it looks like a giant spider is attacking the house to me. <laughs> I mean, doesn't it? It's like this giant, you don't see the, the three of the legs, but you see five of them, this giant spider from outer space is coming down and attacking your house, which is pretty much what happened to the Cubs this weekend, it felt like. Right. It, it was absolutely, uh, it was so bad. And so when I get to the game, you know, this is one that always made me laugh. It's just the Brewers are ridiculous. Preferred parking. So, uh, any game against any team Monday through Friday is $25. On Saturday and Sunday or versus the Cubs, you have to pay $40. Yeah, paying the bills. Well, I, I saw that, uh, you know, Chuggo, uh, they they uh, bought your picture from you. I saw that they, <laughs> they tweeted out. How, how much they pay you for that, Crawley? I'm still waiting for the check. I don't know. Here it is. They put it out. Bless those help helping keep the electricity out of Wrigley North tonight. What clever people. I wonder where they got that idea. Maybe it was from Crawley the hour before when you tweeted at Dom Frederick. But, you know, just a little public service announcement because, you know, I'm not going to give too much shit to Chuggo, but just like all you got to do is do the little camera icon, tag Crawley. I still disagree with it. I still don't think you should do it. Go take your own damn picture. You know what I mean? That's right. how I feel about it. But – uh, if you're going to do it, you got to give credit, you know. So retweet the original tweet is just a million times easier than doing the little thing, you know. I mean, but that's fine. But yeah, give give credit where credit's due. But uh, you know, the fun thing is is that when you go into Miller Park, you have a lot of these crazy like statues and stuff <laughs> like that. So uh, this is the sausage races. This is for the yeah. podcast. We got uh, who's that hot dog behind you? You got chorizo to your left. Yeah, yeah, a little hot dog and a little chorizo. So that was that, that's classic. And, and in case I know everyone was really wondering the importance of it, but it was the uh, Polish sausage that won. Ah. So P- Polish wins the race, and uh, it was a good time. It was the first time that um, my dad. Had some pretty decent seats. You know, I could see really good over there. And uh, it's the first time my dad's been to a game since 2019. So kind of a little family outing, had some fun. And the good thing about where I was, the 200 section on the right field side, is I was in this craft beer section. And it was all local brews. And it was phenomenal. And the guy kept, I'd be like, well, how's that one? Oh, here, here's a sample. And I was just sitting there chugging with them. And the game got out of hand. 
Good so enough. needless to say, <laughs> the Cubs are losing by ten. Just go drink samples at the at the draft place. <laughs> oh, absolutely fantastic! But uh, you know that was truly, truly disappointing uh, series. Uh, like I said, I was hoping that we would get a, we'd come away with that a win. Didn't happen. But uh, let, let me put a way up the because I think we should talk a little bit about Justin Steele because it hasn't been going well. And I had the thought today, his last few starts. I mean, he had what one good start this year. I think that's it. Like one that you could be like, hey, that was good. It was his first one. And and he only goes three innings in this game that you saw. Seven hits, four runs. Two of them earned, though, because the Cubs are kicking it around too much. Uh, strikes out four. Only walks the one. But, I mean, you can't, you can't be going out there for only three innings. And I know he had a really rough first inning. And it was because of the errors that he got through, like, 37 pitches or something like that in the first inning. Then it was pretty much downhill from there. But, like, does Steele need to – I mean, we don't have anybody else, but, like, does this guy <laughs> need more seasoning in the minor leagues? I mean, we don't have anybody – I mean, he's going to have to wear nah, it. Nah, like, uh, if you've been watching, Alex Mills had a setback with his quad, and and so he's going to be – he's farther out. But, no, I mean, this is what you got. And when you have these young pitchers, these are the growing pains that come along with it. And if you want to do something – Help out your goddamn pitcher. I mean, I was there, and and that was a, a ball that was hit right to Patrick Wisdom that he threw away, and then Hermosillo made another error in the outfield. So now you got – I mean, he should have walked away with less than 20 pitches and maybe – I don't even know if he should have had a, a run scored against him. And it, that inning went on, and then there was a double play where everybody ran off the field. I went to go get a beer. Next thing you know, Craig Council challenges it like in the middle of the damn inning – yeah. And then uh, the call's overturned. It's like, what the hell? Isn't there a time limit on these things? Had they gone to commercial even? I I was uh, there, so, you know, yeah, I don't people, know. It was people ridiculous. were saying that on Twitter, like, how, how come Craig Council gets, like, four minutes to decide whether he wants to challenge the call because he's down in the tunnel looking at it. And once again, the, the Cubs' offense was really anemic. Like, they just weren't hitting in this game. Uh Six hits only. They only had the the one uh, run, which was the home run by Gomes, which is you know early in the game. I mean, it was three to one going into the as going into the what third inning, and then the the game just kind of got out of hand. By the fifth, it was pretty much over. You knew you weren't going to do anything, but um, it just yeah yeah. What is it, Jan Gomes home run? First as a Cub, Jan Gomes. But then you also get you know home runs. uh, You're also getting giving up home runs. Uh, the Brewers were were just knocking him out of the park. That was right, all over the place. Uh, Rowdy Telez. Rowdy Telez is this year's Kirk Newenheis. <laughs> Rucker and St. John did not look good at the garbage garbage time at the end as they were forced to wear this two innings each, and they gave up five runs total. It was you know, Rucker. Rucker started. Rucker was looking good, and then all of a sudden, recently, he he's had a couple where he gets the two outs, and then he can't get out of the inning. Well, here's the here's his line. He struck out the side twice. He's got two innings and six strikeouts, but he gave up two runs, one of them being a home run he walked to. So, obviously, his stuff plays to some of the guys because they're swinging and missing or taking it first strike. And for everybody else, it's like, you know, (laughs) they're hitting him out of the park or or walking. So, uh, yeah, Locke St. John, he got sent back to, what, AAA now? Yeah, he's going back to AAA. So um, we're at the time Two of the season, months. right? We're we're at the time now where um, the roster got cut because we're now in May, and so they had twenty eight man rosters. Now it has to go down to twenty six. 
And so uh, Locke St. John is taking the shuttle back to Iowa. And uh, Ethan Roberts was put in on the IL. And uh, you, we, we were looking at that game that Ethan Roberts gave up some runs at, in the Atlanta series, and his velocity had dropped a lot. And so there was definitely some concern, and they had it checked, and uh, he's, he's going to be out for a little bit. Don't know how long. Yeah, did they say what it is with Ethan Roberts? Oh, it's shoulder injury of some type uh, is what they said. Great. <laughs> just fabulous. Um, that's sad because he, he just got – can you imagine you just make the bigs and, and now you're just gone? He might have been gone anyway, but the injury – and I think that's why they wait till the last minute, of course, to – because you never know in baseball. And then, uh, so let's talk about the good news, is that we did manage to win a game, and it was a shutout. And Marcus Stroman, that's the best game we've seen him pitch as a Cub, and it was he was great. I mean, very efficient, 90 pitches through 70 innings, two hits only. only Seven one innings, one. not 70 innings. <laughs> that would have been impressive. Did I say 70 innings? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it's been a long day. Um, seven, inning, seven innings pitched, two hits, one walk, five strikeouts, and then uh, Wick gave up a hit and a walk and got a strikeout. Uh, his ERA stays at 123. And David Robertson closed it out, got the four-out save, struck out three, gave up the walk, but uh, his ERA still stands at zero. So, And, Danny, we were talking on the color cast on Wednesday about you know trade deadlines and what the Cubs have to offer, and what we talked about was – the bullpen again has a lot of potential guys and David Robertson's got to be on the top of the list. If you're a contending team, I will tell you, and and I thought about this after we talked on Wednesday on color cast. Um, I'm very curious to see how this new playoff format affects uh, trades. Is there as much of an impetus to get someone like David Robertson? If, if you know you're getting in, do you get what I'm saying? Well, if you're getting in, you're going to know that you're going to need, a lot of pitching in the playoffs. I and especially pitching David Robertson played for the Yankees. That's a big stage. Like somebody like him, I think, does have a lot of value. But what if we're the ones that are gonna be in the playoffs? What if it's us, Crawley, that right. we need David Robertson and we can't trade him? Well, I gotta tell you, I you know, all of a sudden you're sitting there, you're down two games to nothing, and you're having to face the NL Cy Young Award winner and Corbin Burns. The Cubs knocked him around pretty good on opening day, but then the guy's been lights out since. And then uh, Patrick Wisdom hit a home run off uh, off of Burns, and then Suzuki, who was struggling mightily, he's 0 for 15. He had an RBI double, and so it was Stroman's birthday today, 31st birthday, and he had obviously his best start as a Cub. And it was just so great to see because that was vintage Stroman. The amount of Balls that he uh, the grounders that he induced was just absolutely unreal. You don't want you know guys hitting the ball in the air against Stroman when he's at his best. He's grounding the the, the uh, opposing hitters are grounding out, and that was what we saw today. Yeah, and uh, luckily the defense behind him wasn't kicking around because this was just the Cubs only scored two runs. All right, <laughs> you get the you get the uh, the uh, Hap R. Uh, wait, who had the RBIs? It, it was, was the uh, home run by Wisdom, and it was the RBI double by, uh, by Suzuki. Yeah, Suzuki. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and so they needed to do that, and they didn't kick. And guess what? No errors. So you played a lot tighter game, and uh, Milwaukee only get three hits because we only got five. So this was a tight game. I don't know if this Milwaukee ran out of energy from running around the bases all weekend <laughs> long, and they were like, oh, so tired of. 
hitting all these home runs. My arms are so sore from batting so much, batting around and scoring so many runs and running. I I, I will say, you know, we were joking about this uh, picture about the, uh, you know, the, the paying the bills of, of Milwaukee here. And apparently they're going to probably have to jack up prices some because on Saturday there was a storm outside and they have a retractable roof, nothing to worry about. Except if you were in the left field bleachers, there was a leak in the roof and rain was coming through and people were getting drenched. So who knows, maybe more Cup fans need to buy more tickets and more $9 cheese curds. Well, I'll tell you, man, I was was really disappointed because – I was going to surprise you, dude. I was going to come up on Saturday, and I was going to meet you. And so, you know, I just wasn't thinking. So I put into my uh, MapQuest, because I still use MapQuest. I prefer it. So I go into MapQuest, and I'm like, Wrigleyville North, you know? And then, look what fucking happened. I just, Uh. yeah, I end up just like only about 10 blocks from my house and I couldn't believe it. I'm just like in front of this bar called Wrigleyville North, just North of Wrigley. So I was pretty disappointed that some guy snapped a shot of me looking all disappointed. I could, and I asked him to send it to me, airdrop it really. And uh, he said it to me. Well, one thing I noticed is that, you know, Cub fans aren't all that motivated and tell me what you saw, because I'm, I'm looking in the crowd. I took a screenshot of the TV there and it didn't look real full for a weekend series, I grant it's early in the season, but you know, you'd think Brewers fans would show up. It's indoors. It's not like you got to deal with the cold stuff. They're giving away free tickets at gas stations and whatnot. People still don't come. So, I mean, what what did you see there? Was it were there a lot of Cub fans? Are we are we paying the bills or uh, there were a lot of Cub fans? I think it was uh, probably an even fifty fifty split. Um, you know, when the Cubs are better, you see, tend to see more Cub fans um, there. Um, and obviously the Brewers are in first place, so you had uh, plenty of Brewers fans. Um, but, you know, part of what makes a rivalry fun is when both teams are competitive and you take a little edge off. Like I said, right now with, with, with the Brewers, I mean, it was just an absolute pounding on Friday and Saturday. And, uh, you know, the, the Brewers fans, like when Cub fans were leaving, like in the sixth, seventh inning, were chanting, see you later, and – it was it was rough, you know what I mean. Unless you really wanted to go see the Bud Selig experience one more time, you know, it was just kind of a a tough go around to kind of be there. And like I said, you walked in and you're just like, oh boy, this just has a bad feeling. Especially after like, okay, I watched that first game, eleven to one, and the Brewers are just having the time of their lives. And then I come in on Saturday, and they have the jumbotron, and they're like, you know, just totally ripping on Cubs and Cub fans, and they're like, okay, let's. We know all of you from Chicago came to see this. Here's a replay of all the home runs we hit against you last night. Like just rubbing it in. It was like it was like a whole stadium experience was designed by Eric Wheelow. <laughs> yeah, and we don't know where Eric Wheelow is. I have a feeling that maybe one of the renters like found him and is holding him hostage and like torturing him in some bad. He puts room the somewhere. lotion in the basket. <laughs> yeah, he's down in some hole with some guy's freaking um, uh, uh, poodle. <laughs> puts the lotion gently on his skin or else it gets the hose again <laughs> but yeah i mean it's i mean i can say this much i was would not have been particularly motivated to go up to yeah you know, because the brewers even though we did beat them that first series they are by far the better team right now 
Um, Sarah Sanchez said this on the Cup of Cubby Blue show because I was making fun of Christian Yelich being absolute garbage going into this series. He had like one home run or no home runs. Like, you know, he was just doing terrible. He was batting under 200, and I was making fun of him. I'm like, what happened? Oh, you can't cheat anymore. And now, you know, now you're just terrible and you're, you, you, you know, you're just an average or, or below average player. And then he just totally ripped us. I, I feel like I jinxed us. So I actually want to talk a little bit more about this. I do have some Dr. Gonzo theories about Miller Park, and and I want to it's something I want everybody to pay attention over the course of this year. I know I've mentioned this stuff before, but I want to just like give a few Dr. Gonzo theories and talk a little bit about the history of the NL Central before we uh, do a Sox preview with Chris Lanuti from Sox in the Basement. Uh, he'll be by in just a little bit, but. Um, Let's just take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back um, shortly, like in really in no time at all. We'll be right back. This is a Cubs fan buying tickets from the Cubs. And this is a Cubs fan buying tickets through the StubHub link at sunrancho.com slash StubHub, knowing that 4% of their ticket purchase will go to the SunRanto show instead of into the pockets of rich corporate douchebags. Buy all your tickets through sunrancho.com slash StubHub. Don't worry, it won't cost you a single penny extra. It don't stink to click our link. This is an Amazon shopper buying things from Amazon. And this is an Amazon shopper buying things through the links at sunrancho.com slash Amazon, knowing that up to 10% of their purchase will go to the Sunranto show instead of that cocksucker Jeff Bezos, who will just use the money to go to space. Plus, if you buy all your Amazon items through sunrancho.com slash Amazon, you could win a monthly prize. sunrancho.com slash StubHub and sunrancho.com slash Amazon. Two great ways to support the Sunranto show while sticking it to evil corporations who suck and it won't cost you a single penny it don't stink to click our link you know tons of people take a multivitamin including me i take not just a multivitamin but extra vitamin d uh, because i live in chicago and don't get a lot of sun and uh, i take uh, probiotics and uh, you know i I must uh, take sometimes five six pills a day uh, especially during the winter, vitamin C, zinc. Uh, anyway, there's a, a better solution for that, uh, and it's one delicious scoop of athletic greens. Um, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. It's a special blend of ingredients, and it helps to support your gut health, the nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. And it's lifestyle-friendly, adapting to a wide range of diets. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no chemicals or artificial anything. Plus, it costs less than $3 a day. How much do my 17,000 vitamins cost? Probably more than that. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during cold and flu season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills like I take and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. 
All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sports drink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Do it today. The Sun Ranto Show is also brought to you by ColorCast. ColorCast is a live audio-only sports talk platform. It's free to download and use. You can talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Share your own experiences on the app. And guess what? Sun Ranto Show is a part of it. You can go download ColorCast, follow Sun Ranto Show, and the show you're listening to right now, directly after it, we we went on ColorCast, and we had a great time over there. And we just, we kept on going with the show on ColorCast. And uh, you can join the room. All you got to do is follow Sun Ranto Show. Here's what you got to do, actually. Download the ColorCast app. It's free in the iOS store. Create a profile. Link your Twitter. Join the baseball league. Follow Sun Ranto Show. And you're going to be notified when my room goes live. And uh, we're going to be going live after every single live show this month, at the very least, uh, until the season gets started, directly after the Sun Ranto Show. So... Check it out. It's a really cool app. And uh, join on up. I also want to add, too, is that if you were a Patreon subscriber, uh, you would be getting a copy of our conversation on the ColorCast app. That would be an addendum to the normal podcast that you're listening to now. So there is more Sun Ranto Show that you're just not getting because you're not a Patreon member. Also, <laughs> you had to listen to a ColorCast app uh, ad and an Athletic Reads ad, which the Patreon uh, subscribers did not so, your choice. In the meantime, download ColorCast. Listen to us over there. It's a lot of fun. Welcome back to the Sun Ranto Show. Um, I figured let's do another giveaway because we got giveaways the whole show, and we just had the commercial for the Amazon. So let's do a commercial or do a giveaway for the Amazon Item of the Month Club. Crawley, do you have any guess how much money we made from Amazon, people clicking our link on Amazon? Three fifty, like three dollars and fifty cents. Yes, twenty-two dollars. That is two Ooh. beers at Wrigley Field. Yeah. So thank right. you very much. We're we're getting buzzed. We're getting buzzed at Wrigley next time on the Ranters. We're ta- we're taking the money from Jeff Bezos and putting it into the hands of Tom Ricketts and into the no, bellies uh, of our. There's liver. no free samples at Wrigley, sports fans. No, there are not. <laughs> that's one That's one reason to go up there. So uh, here are the Amazon items of the month, and there were 25 of them. So what I do is I'm going to put them in a random number picker wheel, all 25 items here. And uh, look up and down these items some people bought. And what how this works is I don't see who bought what. It won't tell me. It just tells me the item that got bought. So you have to come forward. And then you win a set of Bleacher Bum Band shot glasses and maybe a special extra prize. But my favorite thing that somebody bought is a is a swerfer. <laughs> it is a stand-up surfing swing. And, you, and I was like, what the hell? And so I look at it. It's like, you know those, like, uh, tree swings? Yeah. It's like that, but you, like, can kind of stand on it and, All like, right. surf on it. It's for kids. So somebody bought a kid a swerfer, and uh, that's the one I hope wins. But let's let's do the uh, the competition here. I'm going to share the screen because it's more fun when we all get to do it together. I think. All right, 
Let's see. We got 25 items. Uh, how do I start it? Oh, I spin the wheel just like this. Let's see. One through Ooh, 25. We got sound effects. Number six. Number six is the winner. Winner number six. Um, winner, man, winner, chicken like, dinner. What do we got? Uh, I'm going to put it up in one second. Number six was the person who bought the Swerfer. Yes. 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 Oh, yeah. man. I'm so happy. Somebody oh. somebody knows they bought that, so it should be easy. You should get your shot glasses. I got a pair, and they get good use down here. <laughs> good. And, uh, yeah, no, they're, they're, nice, they're nice shot glasses. They say bleacher bum band, so there's no mistaking where you got it from. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I did want to talk a little bit about – I did some little Dr. Gonzo math on this, and it's uh, about – you know, right now, the everybody's saying rebuild. That is the mm-hmm. – but it's April, and people are like, they're seeing what it is. It's a rebuild. That's where we're at. And some sub fans like you are maybe more accepting of it. Like, listen, we got these studs down in single A. I'm going to be patient. I'm going to have fun at Wrigley Fields. Da-da-da. You, you understand what you're looking at. Right. Other people are like, this is unacceptable. This is two rebuilds. They said, we're never going to have to do this again. And biblical losses in the pandemic changed everything. So I wanted to take a look and see, like, really, overall in the NL Central, since Tom Ricketts bought the club, um, who's, who's the best team? over the, the 11, 12 years that he's owned the team. Now, I did it all the way back from 2009. Now, do, I don't know if you saw me tweet this last night. Did you? No. Okay. So if you were to guess who has the most wins in the NL Central since the Ricketts owned the, uh, the team? The Brewers have got to be up there in the Cardinals. Those are the two teams that you would look at probably. I, I, would, I, would, I would venture to say Cardinals had some lean years in there, but I'll say Cardinals anyway. Cardinals number one? Yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. And I did it, and I included 09 because he uh, – that's the year the Ricketts actually won the bid. So they were really announced after that season. But it was pointed out to me on Twitter. Thank you very much. But here's what we got. The Cardinals with 1,121 wins. That's number one. The Brewers are second with 1,043. So that is – I mean, over the course of over a decade, that's over 100 – Oh, wait, what is that? 80-ish wins or something like that? All right. 80 wins. And then the the Cubs and Brewers are pretty evenly matched within 30 wins of each other over the course of that year. Then it drops down to the Reds at 970 and the Pirates, of course, at 943 with really only a couple winning seasons in there. Um, and did, do you see I did the math wrong at first on the Pirates? I was oh, like, yeah. I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> the Pirates beat us by five games. I'm like, so I'm like, I got to look at that again. That can't be right. But, I mean – you know, where are you in your disappointment with being the third? Pl- I mean, we're the big market. I mean, do, if you look at it in that macro view, even though you were the only one that have won the World Series, right? Out of that whole bunch. But World Series, third. two NLC, uh, three NLCS appearances. It was the thing was is you just had right when they bought it. I mean that's when the team went down the went down the uh, not on their fault. Uh, if you remember, the Tribune spent oodles of money to try to inflate the value of the team. They didn't care. They wrote checks for anybody right around that two thousand seven, two thousand eight, two thousand nine period. Right when they were selling the team, 
And so uh, what ends up happening is that now you had all these bad contracts. You had nothing in the farm system. So 2010 to 2014 was just awful, awful, awful time where you just didn't have a lot of wins. You know, so I don't know what those numbers would look like if you went 2015 to 2022. You know, when the rebuild starts to take shape, you know, obviously those numbers are going to look different. Yeah. I mean, I I guess, I mean, the question really is, do you take the World Series? Obviously, that was like a special thing because of the 108 year thing and what, you know, and no one in it, multiple lifetimes had not seen the Cubs win a World Series. But, you know, I, I, I just look at that and I think about, Tom Ricketts demanding another rebuild where it looked like for some of these games this weekend that, Hey, we might lose a hundred games. You know, we, we might only win 60 games this year, 65 games. Like if, if things, especially if they trade your David Robertson's, like how, how does the end of the, does that two nothing lead hold today? Like, I don't know. Again, though, I mean, like I, I get what you're saying, but is there really that much of a difference between, I mean, like anyone that is, that is not a playoff team, especially with this, what the hell? What does it matter if you're, you know, if you win eighty games versus sixty games? You get what I'm saying? It, you know, it really doesn't matter that much. Uh, you know, I, I've said this from the very beginning, and and I know, you know, what Tom Ricketts has said, and I know Theo said every season sacred, and Tom even told you they're going to build a winner and and all that, all that stuff. But just looking at it realistically speaking, see what you got, hope for improvement. Uh, you know, this to me is a very interesting year for Seiya Suzuki. This is a guy that you're building around and he started out hot and then he got cold and then hopefully he gets out of it. It's going to be that game of chess as everybody kind of adjusts to each other. Uh, I, I definitely want to see, hopefully, uh, you know, Nick Magical had an absolutely awful game on Saturday and I'm hoping that turns around. Um, but, but, uh, you know, it, it's, like I said, I do have a lot of confidence in the farm system they're building. I do have a lot of confidence that the player development is better than it was the last time around, and, and we'll kind of see what happens. Uh, if you're telling me, you know, five years later we're, we're still in the shitter, I'm going to be pissed off. Um, but I think that this is going to be more of a retooling. I mean, it's not, you know, I, I wouldn't say it's exactly what we went through last time when you're talking about 2010 through 2014. And then I, I keep, okay, so Lil Yumper's going to bring up the Dodgers. And when you talk about the Dodgers, a couple things that you're going to have different, and we've talked about it, the gigantic TV contract, which is the best contract in baseball that they have, and the Dodgers had a good player development uh, system in there. And as long as you can keep developing talent and that talent comes through the pipeline, it makes a big difference. And the Cubs front office under Theo didn't prove that they could do that. They had to sit there and they could not develop pitching. It it cost them their farm system as they kept trying to trade to get that pitching. And then all of a sudden, you know, you, you, you're, it's, it's hard to compare. You know, when you take a look at the Dodgers, that's the model organization right now. It's the, the best organization in baseball, as far as developing, as far as spending all the things you need to do. I, I wish I had better news for you. I wish I could tell you that the Cubs developed all these great players and have all these rookies of the years and all this stuff hasn't happened. So we'll yeah. kind of see. And uh, we have a, a bit of a co- correction here. Not a bit of a correction, actual like full-fledged correction. John Pickus writes in, I'd like to pretend St. Louis lost in 2011 as well. So there was another NL Central uh, champion. It was the St. Louis Cardinals in 2011. With was That, that, that was an 85-win team, was it? Wasn't that before that? I don't know. I get them. I try to block that negativity out of my life. You know what I mean? 
Um, and, um, and, and again, uh, how much blame? So it says here, and Carly, don't forget, Jed was the GM. And I think, yeah, I, but I think that was a team effort. And I, I, I told you where I, my thoughts on this. I think Jason McLeod was kind of the one that was more in charge of developing the talent. And I think that that's where there was a lot of problems um, in, in the talent development. So, you know, who knows? Maybe, maybe again, maybe Jed's a wash. I can't say that yet. Uh, but all I'm doing is taking a look at the moves that he made. And uh, like I said, when, when there was a time as a Cub fan, you would take a look and you could name one prospect. There's always one prospect who was going to be the next savior. Whereas now, you know, in the 20. 13, 14 era, you could name 10 or 12. Same with right now. You got, I mean, uh, uh, the Myrtle Beach Pelicans tonight had a combined no hitter down there. Peter Crow Armstrong's hurting baseballs. Guys are looking really damn good. And so, uh, the issue is they're too far away. I mean, that's the thing that pisses you off because when you say they're too far, when when you say they're, I'm going to be in my 50s. When you say they're too far away, that was a different era of baseball. You're seeing players being called up younger and younger. And even that service time manipulation is, I think it's not going to be something that really is going to be in effect. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's one of those things that you're just going to have to kind of, I don't know. There's so many prospects. They're all not going to wash. And that's the key of what the Dodgers have. The Dodgers have so much talent that trading it doesn't mean the end of the world. Whereas the Cubs completely drain. Think of all the great players they traded to get pitching. It's, it, it's a lot. And, you know, you know, everyone, you know, look at the South side. We're about to talk to Chris socks in the basement, but look at what Dylan Cease is doing this year. Well, you gave up Cease and you gave up Eloy because you didn't have pitching. And so you got Jose Quintana. And again, you know, who knows how at the end, but you, you have that. You gave up uh, Glabar Torres to get uh, Chapman. You gave up a lot of guys to get because you couldn't develop, and that's a problem. That is the key thing right here is that, and as we talk about with Chris, I mean, the White Sox are notorious for developing great pitching. You do that, it changes the game. The, 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 the Brewers we just saw, they're not any murderer's row. But when you got guys, and they're not paying any of their pitchers anything, and those guys were studs. Those, I mean, you look at the whole entire rotation. That's a deep, strong rotation. You don't need to have murderers row if you have good pitching and good defense behind you. Yeah. So, well, and, and we're hoping, I guess, the guy closest to, to it for us, who we might actually see within the next couple of years, before I'm 50 years old, uh, is uh, Caleb Killian, who was m- mowing him down. At uh, that right. what, that futures game or whatever it was down in the Arizona right. Fall League, and just had like a, an amazing uh, showing down there. And it, it, in the, did, was that the Bryant trade, I believe? Right. Killian? Yes. Yes. Yeah. That was on the so Bryant trade. And so maybe some of the guys are closer, but you know, it's just I, I'm just the reason I bring it up is because we are third in the division, and now we're years away. And I'm just wondering if they do they have any interest? Like I saw in the chat, Jack said like. Oh, they're gonna they thread the just uh you know tread, tread water. water tread water until May 11th. We can turn this thing around. We don't play another winning team. We we played the Pirates and we lost to them. So right, like three you or know, four to the Pirates, yeah. yeah and, so. and and no, it's I mean I mean you can keep you know it's cool, man. Like you, I just what I always tell people is is don't piss on me and tell me it's raining. I can tell you, sure they could tread water and somehow go on a miraculous run. 
take a look at, at, again, these top teams, and you can't tell me that you're in the same league as them. You're not. So just well, be my, honest about it. It makes life easier. My saying is just don't piss on me. Like, I just, like, leave it at that. Don't tell me That's anything. a good one. Do not that, piss one, on me ever. <laughs> one other thing. David Elliott said we gave up the future for rentals. That's what you got to do sometimes. And when we talk to Chris, I think the White Sox made a huge error in not adding starting pitching. You're sitting here right now, and you have a window. And we've learned as Cub fans that window can close really quick. Ask Indian fans or Guardian fans with their, you know, how quick that window closes. That's what you do. When you're right at the edge there, you go all in. You don't play it safe. And so did it work out? No, I wish we would have had two, three World Series. But who, who's, who's gotten, like, like I said, Houston, you might argue, Okay, Dodgers and then who else? Nobody well, really. Well, the Dodgers got one in a 2020 fake-ass season. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't It's really that count. hard, guys. It's that hard, and if anybody should know how hard it is to win a goddamn World Series, it should be Cub fans. Yeah. This isn't just a wave your wand, and all of a sudden it starts raining World Series. That's not what happens. That's, you're not being realistic if that's what you thought was going to happen. But World Series. Let's, right. Let's go dance around the World Series right. tree. Right. It just doesn't happen. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Well, I I know that uh, our next guest, Chris, will be is a he thinks he's team, or at least he thought at the beginning of the year that they had a good chance of getting to the World Series. I, we'll see about how he feels about it now because the Cubs are actually have have a superior record, even though the sky has fallen here in Chicago. So uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and when we come back, uh, we'll be with Chris Lanuti from Socks in the Basement. So we'll be right back. You know, tons of people take a multivitamin, including me. I take not just a multivitamin, but extra vitamin D uh, because I live in Chicago and don't get a lot of sun. And uh, I take uh, probiotics, and uh, you know, I, I must take sometimes five, six pills a day. Uh, especially during the winter, vitamin C, zinc. Uh, anyway, there's a, a better solution for that, uh, and it's one delicious scoop of athletic greens. Um, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. It's a special blend of ingredients, and it helps to support your gut health, the nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. And it's lifestyle-friendly, adapting to a wide range of diets. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no chemicals or artificial anything. Plus, it costs less than $3 a day. How much do my 17,000 vitamins cost? Probably more than that. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during cold and flu season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills like I take and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sports drink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Do it today. The Sun Ranzo Show is also brought to you by ColorCast. ColorCast is a live, audio-only sports talk platform. It's free to download and use. You can talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. 
Share your own experiences on the app. And guess what? Sun Ranto Show is a part of it. You can go download ColorCast, follow Sun Ranto Show, and the show you're listening to right now, directly after it, we went on, we went on ColorCast and we had a great time over there. And we just we kept on going with the show on ColorCast. And uh, you can join the room. All you got to do is follow us on Ranto Show. Here's what you got to do, actually. Download the ColorCast app. It's free in the iOS store. Create a profile. Link your Twitter. Join the Baseball League. Follow Sun Ranto Show. And you're going to be notified when my room goes live. And uh, we're going to be going live after every single live show this month, at the very least, uh, until the season gets started, directly after the Sun Ranto Show. So... Check it out. It's a really cool app. And uh, join on up. I also want to add, too, is that if you were a Patreon subscriber, uh, you would be getting a copy of our conversation on the ColorCast app. That would be an addendum to the normal podcast that you're listening to now. So there is more Sun Ranto show that you're just not getting because you're not a Patreon member. Also, <laughs> you had to listen to a ColorCast app uh, ad and an Athletic Reads ad, which the Patreon uh, subscribers did not so, your choice. In the meantime, download ColorCast. Listen to us over there. It's a lot of fun. Today's episode of the Sun Ranto Show is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at sportsdrink, spelled like sports drink but without vowels. Sports drink. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying not to let the funk out. Sports drink. If you're like most Americans, you buy shit. Lots of shit. Sometimes you buy shit for other people. Sometimes you buy shit for yourself. And sometimes you buy shit you have to buy just to stay alive. So why not buy shit through the Sunranto affiliate links at sunranto.com slash shopping. We've got tons of shit you can buy. Go to sunranto.com, click on the shopping link, then click our ads and buy shit. We've got Amazon. They've got tons of shit. But you can also buy MLB shit, NBA shit, NFL shit, Fans Ed shit, Southwest Airlines shit, Fanatic shit, Reebok shit, Wine of the Month shit, Beer of the Month shit, Bear Mattress shit, StubHub shit, Lid shit, Sports Memorabilia shit, Volcanica Coffee shit, Vibrator shit, Condom shit, Bag shit, NHL shit, and Audible Membership shit. There's a whole lot of shit that can help the Sun Ranto Show stay on the air so we can keep talking shit. So buy shit today through sunranto.com slash shopping. Thanks. Cubs Jesus thinks you're the shit. Welcome back to the Sun Ranto Show, and welcome to a first-time guest on the Sun Ranto Show, Chris Lanuti. I hope I'm saying that right. You are. You are. Um, saying it perfectly. From Socks in the Basement, and uh, welcome to the Sun Ranto Show. Uh, let, firstly, tell us a little bit about Socks in the Basement, uh, what you're, what you guys are all about, and um, yeah, just tell us, introduce yourself, Chris. Sure. First off, that's a great commercial. And I, I, the entire time I giggled at it and thought to myself, which one of our advertisers would love a commercial just like that? I was like, I, I don't know who would go for it, but that, that one's hysterical. I love it. Uh, Saxon Basement started, uh, back in 2018 in the middle of the, uh, the rebuild. You guys know what rebuilds are like. 
Uh, you got your payoff. We have not gotten ours yet. Uh, a couple of buddies sitting down at a bar that I built myself here in my basement on the south side, and we just kind of started it. Really, to be honest with you, I was getting into podcasting a lot, and I knew some shows that I was going to start. I, I, I now do it professionally, and I, I used to be a radio guy, and I had these ideas for some shows to kind of generate some income and kind of move from doing it as a hobby and becoming like professional at it. And I did the socks one because I just needed something to remind myself how to launch a podcast. And now my buddy's like, oh, we'll just do a sock show. I'm like, yeah, we'll do a sock show. It'll last like six months. Nobody will listen to it. You know, this thing's not going to make any money. Nobody will, nobody will care about this stupid show with the two of us. Who cares what our opinions are? And uh, it's been going strong now for the last four years. It's the flagship of our entire network. We have so many awesome fans that check us out. And uh, we've, we've now moved into the realm where every once in a while we can even pluck some of the players, uh, which is funny because the White Sox don't work very well with independent podcasts. Uh, because of their deals with their uh, their corporate podcast, uh, and yet we had Liam Hendricks on this uh, off season, and Jake Berger stopped by this off season. We're able to get all the beat reporters to stop by, and we've we've kind of gotten a niche for ourselves. And and really, I get to do like the most fun thing I I can, I can think of. I'm sure you guys do your thing the same for the same reason. Uh, I get to talk about my favorite team uh, for you know a couple hours a week, and it, it's fun. Very cool, man. Uh, well, tell me about your favorite team. Um, are, are, <laughs> They're little, yeah, yeah. It's a rough, rough start to the season, I'd say. And just you're watching every day. What do you attribute that to? Ah, uh, there's a lot of factors. Like injuries are a factor. Uh, a poor off season plan. Uh, the, the idea that after we traded Nick Madrigal to your team, uh, along with Cody Hoyer. To, to get back Craig Kimbrell, which on paper at the time, the way that Kimbrell was pitching, it was like, okay, we're going for it. But the problem is the White Sox didn't have a very good plan as to what was going to happen at the keystone position after they dealt Madrigal. And the, the idea was, well, we'll just go out and there'll be plenty of second basemen on the market. But did they go and spend on those big-name second basemen? They didn't really. And, and then they were kind of they were hamstrung by a $16 million Kimbrell option that they could have just not picked up. But they had this bright idea in an offseason that was already going to be a disaster because of the lockout that was looming to pick up the option because teams would just give us something really good for a $16 million uh, Craig Kimbrell contract. Now, it worked out in the end when they got A.J. Pollock. I thought that was a great move. But it, it they couldn't get some things done until they cleared that money. You know, Jerry Reinsdorf operates on a budget. Uh, he, I think, sets a, sets a budget for Rick Hahn and says, this is what you have. Uh, you can come and beg me for like a little bit extra if you've just got the perfect guy, but otherwise you got to work within this. And until he could clear that $16 million, I think some moves were, were missed out on. I think he would have loved to have made that deal quicker and then been able to use that money for a starting pitcher. They didn't go out and get enough pitching. Uh, and, and that has affected them early on. Uh, I'm one of those guys that's hoping that we can get a little bit out of Johnny Cueto when he gets here in about a week or so. And, and we get, uh, we get good Johnny Cueto, uh, before his surgery instead of what Johnny Cueto, uh, has been. I, I want to say last year, I don't think it was very impressive. So, uh, they're trying to squeeze a little bit out here, but they're always that team that should get like one more move in there that would solidify things. You guys were talking about the window is so important. And the Sox, like, I think most Sox fans felt like, they had one more move there that they needed to make. It was clear to everybody. It was probably starting pitching, and they didn't go do it. 
But then the other thing is, and I, I'm sorry for the long-winded answer, but the thing that drives me nuts is I don't think Tony LaRusso puts his team in a positive spot to win games. All right. I, 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 I think about that so often because we went through the rebuild, and as they did it, they put Joe Madden, and it was absolutely the right person at the right time that pressed all the right buttons. And I think about how long Rick Hahn had to sit behind Kenny Williams and his boneheadedness. And then they finally lock Kenny Williams in a closet, and they they let Rick Hahn build this great team. And then all he has to do is put the cherry on the Sunday, and in comes old man Reinsdorf who wants to bring old man Larusa to have an old man party. I thought that – I don't know if the Sox are going to win a World Series, but if they don't, that's going to be the one that just sticks in your craw. Well, yeah. I mean, A.J. Hinch, I think, everybody kind of knew. It was like the unspoken truth that he was going to be the next manager of the White Sox. And Rick Hahn got the decision taken away from him. And last year, look, I've had this conversation on the show. I've had this conversation with fans when we're out at events, and I always come to the same conclusion. Over 162 games last year, I can't say that Larusa did a bad job. He had a ton of major injuries, the major key players, and he won a division. I can point to game two of that series and him him making decisions in game that lost the second game against the Astros, but they may not have won that first series with or without Tony Larusa. I don't know. There's no way I could pin anything on it. But when your team goes on the run they went on where they went 0 and 8 on a road trip, and now they can't seem to string two wins together over the last week here. They're two and eight in their last 10 games. And you're doing things like taking a, a career backup, a replacement level player in Larry Garcia, and you're insisting on batting him third, not once during that stretch, <laughs> but multiple times. You gotta get Larry going. The guy's like a 690 career OPS and a 250 hitter. And we're more concerned about getting Larry going. There's- now, Chris, Chris, to be honest, Tony did bat him second after that. <laughs> that's where you put your that's where you put your replacement level bench player in the in the two hole. Carlos Correa, I believe, was batting opposite in that game. <laughs> what, what a stark contrast in talent right there. Well he needed the A Bs to get going, you know. You just gotta you gotta get him as many I'm surprised he didn't lead him off. You know, why not at that point? Uh well uh, let's talk about kind of like some of these get these matchups because you said you can't string two wins together. Well, guess I do I got some good news for you, Chris. You're, <laughs> you're playing the Cubs for two. Uh but first you got a, a game, I guess, tomorrow. Was that because of a rainout? I don't remember exactly what this is or if this is one of those uh, MLB because of the lockout squeezing things in and trying to rearrange the schedule. I'm not, I know that this is one of those games where my dad sent me a text maybe three hours ago and he's like, hey, we have a day game tomorrow on our schedule. And I'm like, really? He's like, you're the only person that works for themselves that can go with me because he's retired. He's like, so I guess we're going to see day baseball on a Monday. Nice. And I, so it's weird. We're going to see day baseball on a Monday. But uh, look, I think that the tomorrow's game, you're going up against a hot pitcher in, uh, in Sandoval, who, but he, he has had a game here early on where he struggled. We'll see what the White Sox do. I'm excited, to be honest with you, about the two games with the Cubs because the Sox habitually do well against lefties. It looks like we're getting Smiley. And Hendricks, I think, is ERAs in the fives right now. It, it, maybe we get better. Maybe we pick it up. But I, I would feel super confident if they were playing like the team that I, I thought they were out of the gate. I'm very nervous we're going to be seven or eight games behind the Twins by the weekend. And then we're in real trouble. Well, you 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 got you got your two best pitchers coming up, arguably. When you when you talk about stuff wise, uh, Michael Kopech. I mean, if that guy can stay healthy, you know, big things. And obviously, Giolito is somebody that 
is going to be really tough. So for a Cubs offense that has been sputtering, I was hoping that we wouldn't be. I was hoping for a Dallas Keuchel game. Come on, did, did they announce it already? Because yeah, I'm seeing it. I well, if you look at if you look at the White Sox, how their rotation is set up, unless Tony does something weird, you'll miss Cease, who I think is our best pitcher. Cease is okay. going to well. It Cease is already announced for tomorrow. Monday. Yeah, he's going Monday, and then you'll get Kopech and you'll get Giolito, bang bang, in those two games. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be tough, and you know, and the Cubs. We we're kind of throwing a bunch of four A guys at the situation right now. Their contact, their pitch, their you know, their contact hitters. Not a lot of pop in the bat, although Patrick Wisdom Wisdom's come alive recently. But um, it's kind of one of those things is that if they can string a bunch of hits together in the same inning, then you could then you could win. Then you could score a few runs. But we haven't really been doing that all week long on the road. I don't know if home cooking is going to help, but I will tell you that it is going to likely be a washout on Tuesday because I looked up the weather here, 98% chance of rain, <laughs> 48 degrees. There's your home cooking for you. May 3rd, not above 50 degrees, and Wednesday is no better. We might see another uh, – I don't know if they would do a doubleheader. Um, I don't – do you have a game on Thursday? I, yeah, I, no, I, you don't. You don't. I, was, so. I wasn't preparing myself for questions after the Cubs series, so I didn't even. <laughs> yeah. Cubs, well, it doesn't matter. Look, it's 53 and 76% chance of rain. It's, good. it's just right. going to rain, and I don't know when these games are actually going to get played, so maybe we don't see any of these guys. Looks like Wednesday's okay. We might try to play two games on Wednesday is all I'm trying to say. It's a possibility. Uh, Smiley and, I guess, Kopech is first? Yes. Yeah. And then, yeah, Hendo, and we, we kind of already talked about him. He's been giving up the long ball. It's like we don't know. He's Jekyll and Hyde Hendo right now for us. So uh, it, it, although he pitches very well at Wrigley, usually better at Wrigley than he does on the road. So that should be a pretty good game. Uh, both of them are at uh, 640 starts. And um, I'm imagining that um, we might get – I mean, there's actually tickets available because people are looking at that weather forecast – and saying, hell no, there's no way I'm going to sit out there in the cold. So, I mean, if you're willing to do it, and we're all Chicago, and so I, you know, I think, are you are you going to any of these games, Chris? No, I, I, I avoid Sox-Cub games like the plague because it's amateur hour, and you get all the tough guys that want to start fights over their team. I mean, look, I my I was brother, just going to ask you if you wanted to fight me in the bleachers. No, no look, my, my brother-in-law is a huge Cub fan, and he's very knowledgeable. And while I may make the typical Sox jokes about Cub fans, uh, I was I was happy for him when he won in 2016, and he went to Game 2 with that Pacetnik walk-off. We had, we had tickets all the games, and my sister talked us all into letting him go see a World Series game because, as she said in 05, he may never see one as a Cubs fan back then. That's what she told him. So he got to go see, and he always says, he's like, the greatest playoff game I've ever seen in my life is still a White Sox game because I watched Canerco hit a grand slam to take the lead in the eighth and put Sednick to walk it off. I mean, like, that's insane to me. But, that, you know, I, I don't I, I don't like the Crosstown games because everybody starts fighting. The, the, the idiots come out. and it, I've, 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 I've gone to a bunch of them. I've gone to some historic ones. I was at the uh, South Side for the A.J. Pruszynski fight. Yeah. Uh, so I, I was there for that one. And then I, that same year I was there, and, and Dempster uh, just was had it on marquee on the mound. He was talking to A.J. Pruszynski. Cubs were beating them, and Pruszynski, this was right after that brawl, ends up hitting a home run in the ninth inning, and all the Bleacher fans start dumping garbage on the field. It was out of control. So I've been to 
I remember there was one, I think it was Carlos Lee absolutely came back. The Cubs, David Wells started for you guys, and he had a hurt back. I don't think he made it out of the first inning, and the Cubs were beating the shit out of him. And then it was one of those Cubs score eight runs in the first and nothing, and the Sox crept back. I can't remember if it was Ordonez, uh, Magli Ordonez, or Carlos Lee that came Lee, back. And it Lee, was, had it was, a, I know Lee had a big home run against you guys in the game. I know. Yeah, it must have been Carlos Lee. He was a big hero in one of the Crosstown games. I, it, there's always like somebody unlikely. I, I, I also feel like, just like I'm sure you guys do, some of this uh, trading back and forth between our teams lately does <laughs> up to be like we get gloaty and then something bad happens and we feel stupid for gloating. Like Jason Benetti doing the thanks cub thing every time Eloy Jimenez hits a home run. And then Eloy Jimenez is like injured every year. (laughs) Right. I mean, like, I still think it was a great trade for us. I mean, Dylan sees the superstar pitcher and Eloy's got a long career ahead of him, but now we're, we're the ones that went out and got Craig Kimbrell off of you. And he showed up over to to the South side and turns out he can't pitch unless it's the ninth inning or whatever that, that narrative was. And we look like we got taken. I think in the long run, even though he didn't start off the season very well for you, Nick Mandrigal is going to be one of these guys you're going to love because he just finds a way to get hits. Once he gets going, man, that guy just puts the ball in the play. And I, especially with the dead baseballs this year, that that's going to pay off. And if it continues that way, the way that he plays is different. And you need to have that guy who's not just launch angle and all that other stuff, who just yeah. gets on base and does things. Yeah, totally. I mean, that's what we were kind of sold when we talked about Nick. And then, But the thing that bothered Cub fans about the situation is, like, we have a bunch of dudes that kind of profile that way. And what we really needed was a bopper. We're like, oh, good, now we just got another Nico Horner. Hooray, you know, we got the same guy over and over again. And, you know, when you have too much of something, then maybe you can make a deal and move guys along, you know, whether it be Nico or whoever it be. But, no, I mean, I, I know a lot of Sox fans, and he, but he has think very highly of Nick Madrigal, but we haven't seen it yet. No, so, you guys, uh, no. You know, unfortunately, there's this weird thing where, like, free agents for the Cubs always start off bad, and I Nobody's been able to explain it, and and I've talked to our friend. I know Joe Kilgallen was on earlier. Like why it happens, I don't get it. I, it but it does happen, and again, it's it's hard because you sit there in April and you're looking at the standings. You were talking about the Twins, and it's like how you can't fall that far behind that early. It's just not a good place to put yourself. So I'm hoping Magical can start doing something, but it's like I just keep looking at my watch and saying, "Come on, guys, you gotta, you know you can't wait this long." Yeah. yeah, are you guys? I'm I'm curious if you don't mind me asking. Like, as Cub fans, like when you look at your team right now, do you feel like you're just basically back in the middle of that rebuild thing where you don't expect the postseason this year, and it's more important that certain players develop or that certain guys you know are going to be there in two years? We're in limbo. I, I mean, honestly, I'm, we we don't we don't know the direction of this current team right now. We kind of have maybe some ideas, but they told us it's not a rebuild, or they called it a retool. But you're a tool if you believe that, because it's like there's absolute. This is there's no way this team maybe if they're lucky they contend next year, and and unfortunately, yeah, it, we feel like it. But the, the first rebuild took five years. That's the difference. This one will be less time, I think, and maybe in in twenty twenty four, you could start picking them. You know, yeah, like- but nobody, nobody says rebuild anymore. Ben Charrington's telling Pirates fans it's just a retool as well. I mean, yeah. no, if you believe it, you're an idiot. I mean, no, honestly, like that's it, it, you know, you can. It's a bill of sale, and if you pay for it, you know, if you're if you're out there 
uh, you know, buying the premium tickets and making sure you're in. There is no virtual waiting room anymore for Cubs fans. Like, they're tickets galore. Nobody cares. Uh, uh, Cubs fans are a lot smarter than I think they used to be. And also, we won the World Series, so we're just kind of like that – that kind of uh, elephant is uh, is not in the room anymore. So I think I mean, that the, that there's the, that this is kind of divided Cub fans into two camps. There's the ones that understand who who feel that that this is not clearly not a postseason team, and that you know we do have a lot of good talent in the uh, farm system. And there's other people that say f the farm system. I don't care. This should be we should always be contending every year. And th- those are kind of like the two camps that it kind of divides into. I don't think. There's probably a couple of people that think this team is going to go all the way, but again, those are, you know, those are the, you know, I used to laugh because that was Ron Santo at Cubs convention. Well, if things go our way, I really think this team could. No, Ronnie, no, that, that that's not <laughs> happening, buddy. So it's it's that same kind of mentality. I don't, you know, like I said, I just looked at the pitching staff of the Brewers. I took a look at the the, the hitters they got down in Atlanta. I mean, God Almighty, that Dodgers lineup looks absolutely just ridiculous. And I even think that. For the White Sox, and I don't know, you know, maybe we'll have a couple White Sox fans tune in to kind of hear what you have to say. But if I was a White Sox fan, I would say you picked the good year to get off to a bad start because you've added the uh, more postseason teams. So you can kind of stumble out of the gate a little bit, and it's not – you don't have to worry that the Twins are going to run away with it because there's going to be other playoff spots that are not just a wild one wild card spot. Well, then the fact that I don't think the Central is very scary. If, if the Sox were sitting in the AL East – or the, or even the West, I'd be far more concerned. I don't think the Twins on a nine and one run right now, in which some of that is just getting fat off of, off of us right now. I think we're leading the majors in errors or close to it. Like the Cubs plan this, it should be like 16 inch softball for the Cubs. Like when you're playing against a team that's got those guys in the outfield that just get everything, like stop trying to hit it really deep and just put it on the ground because they're going to drop seven of them over at second. <laughs> Kind of how the Cubs should play these games against the White Sox. Oh man, we're we're playing the same way, Chris. We're playing the same way. How many how many errors are going to be in this in this two game set? You know, but I do got to ask you, you, you you brought up the defense. What do you think is happening with Tim Anderson, and why is he looking so bad in the field? Look, I've seen a lot of people with a lot of theories. I mean, you know, I mean, there's some stuff that popped up in his personal life at the end of last year. Uh, that's why, you know, you probably stay away from girls on Instagram. Uh, <laughs> yet, you know, but my, my thing that I think is causing Tim Anderson to struggle is that I've noticed watching him as a fan and covering this team now doing this show is that he's the kind of guy that when the going gets tough, he, he puts it on him. Like he's going to drag them all out on his own. Like, he's the guy who always has that quote, like, you know, you're riding with us, and, you know, I don't care if you're, you know, if you don't believe in this team, then just get off the wagon, and, like, he's going to go show everybody. And I think when you do that sometimes, especially when you're trying to get out of some struggles, you almost increase your struggles. And I think that's what he's done here. Timmy Anderson is a hell of a ball player. He won a batting championship in the last couple of years. He 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 sometimes defies, like, the reason in terms of, like, how he bats, like, he loves the swing at the first pitch. It's amazing to me that anybody throws anything in the strike zone to him on the first pitch, and yet he still gets away. I think he's got three, four home runs this year on the first pitch of the game. And it's like, who who throws strikes to this guy? And he loves the swing at the first pitch. He does all these things where, like, instead of working the count or, you know, some of the ways that he plays defense where it almost kind of defies logic, but it works for him. But I also think that when he puts a lot of pressure on himself, 
anytime you and I could do it, put pressure on yourself. Sometimes you create mistakes. I think that's what Tim did defensively. And I think that a little bit of a breath, I think Tony would have sat him a few times if the rest of his lineup wasn't in such disarray. He's one of the only guys hitting. So it's like, I can't sit him for a couple of days and let him get his head right. And it's kind of compounded. I think it was, what was it? Was it 20, 2020 where Jose Abreu won the MVP? And I think he won it because of the games against the Cubs. No, he won it because he just killed the ball. He did really well against the Cubs. But I mean, like, <laughs> Jose Abreu in that year, it was really interesting. We laughed about it the entire time. It went completely against where his trends were. He was a guy that was still a middle-of-the-order, all-star level, you know, OPS in the high 900s against left-handed pitching, but he had been decreasing for years against righties. And he goes into 2020, and he gets on a 60-game heater where he's basically hitting righties even better than he hits lefties. And it was like that one thing that we just we just never expected from him. And in the very next year, he went right back to the exact same thing that he had always been. So it was like he just had a great 60 games, and we were fortunate to get that out of him. You got something out of Johnny Lester. I remember that with Jose Abreu. That was that was awful. <laughs> taking chunks, yeah, taking chunks. Well, um, I want to I want to get some predictions then from you. I mean, your you, team's kicking around. We're kicking it around. We got basically the same record. I mean, the Cubs are actually better than the White Sox by one game. They played one more game and they won it. Um, what What do you see? Do you, I mean, this is tough. I mean, two games is not really a series. Do you see a, a split? I mean. I, I, I'm, I'm going to do something that where all your Cub fan listeners and followers and watchers of this are going to be like, what a homer. And I am really down on my team, but my heart tells me we're going to take both games. And the reason that my heart tells me that is because I like whenever we get a left-handed pitcher and I like the fact that Hendricks has been unpredictable. And I see Luis Robert finally doing Luis Robert things like in, in the game on Saturday, went and got a throwaway pitch that was low and outside and a foot outside the zone and just flicked it out of the ballpark for a big home run. And we're starting to see a couple of the guys starting to come around. And yeah, they're still having strung two wins together over the last, you know, since they came out of this, this long losing streak. But you see signs of life. And I think this team is starting to turn the corner. They have to. If they don't, I, I don't know what I'm going to be talking about in June. The minor league system of the White Sox <laughs> all my plans. Well, I, I, we were certainly great for the Brewers. They they loved facing us. I tell you that. Well, Christian the, Yelich was uh, he really came out of his shell for us. The the White Sox again have feasted against left-handers, and so I feel bad for Drew Smiley. And and I don't know what's going to happen with Hendricks. And, and the Cubs just have not been able to score runs, and I don't think that's going to be really easy to do when you have to face uh, Kopech and Giolito. Well, and it's going to be cold and rainy and just Chicago in early May kind of situation. So it's, it's – but, um, I, Chris, we got to catch it. I want to catch a game with you down at the south side, Cubs yeah. Sox at some point, because I, I noticed you guys have great deals. I, I was uh, – I, I screenshotted this. Check this out. One ticket – Two beers, twenty-seven bucks, and correct me if I'm wrong. That's a one hundred level ticket. Yeah, in fact, it's, it's interesting. They do a lot of their deals at the one hundred level, and it's not uh, the most expensive ticket, especially out there in the outfield. But the, you get you get so much down at that one hundred level. In fact, one of my complaints has been like the club level that sits uh, in between the two skybox rows. It's supposed to be like the real fancy one. The food isn't as good at that level the last two years as the 100 level. It's really a great ticket in the outfield at that ballpark, and those packages are really nice. The only problem I have is that every time they put out, like, new things, like this year it's the pretzel brat. It's a brat 
baked into a pretzel. I've uh-huh. been to three games. I've yet to see the pretzel bride. They're always out of the pretzel. Uh-huh. Pretzel bride is a lie. Okay, yeah, yeah, you got to. I don't know though. That sounds mighty delicious. That's it. But Eddie and Stone eat it. I don't see anybody else with one in the ballpark. I'm starting to believe it's not real. Well, hopefully they'll have it by the end of May, which is when the Cubs play on, on see, 28th. It's Labor Day weekend. It's the yeah. day oh, yeah. of the Strowman weekend. Memorial Day. Or Memorial Day. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. it's the 28th, 29th. Yeah, Strowman's so the 27th. So it'll, I'm be warm. it'll be warm. Everybody will be out there drinking. There'll be fisticuffs. So yeah. It'll be, yeah, I'm not going. <laughs> come on i want to fight you chris let's come on let's go at it look i'll box you right after you kick my ass i'm, I'm an old man you know you know and the other place that they have like the most fights on the south side is Sox twins it's really crazy i have i have like a really good friend of mine he's my daughter's uh, godfather my oldest kid's godfather we're, we were friends ever since college and he comes into town all the time. And God forbid he wears a twins hat because somebody pours a beer on his head by the fifth inning. I mean, it's and when oh. I go out, when I go to Minnesota, man, they harass. I get stuff thrown at me and everything else during the game. Like those two fan bases, they're they're just as rough. At least when I'm there, sitting next to somebody in twins garb or vice versa, with me like standing there in my White Sox stuff in Minneapolis. Yeah, and people are unhinged these days. I find so it's oh. it, yeah. And everybody an idiot. Okay, yeah. they not how to interact with each other. It's crazy. Well, Chris, I really appreciate you coming on the Sun Ranto show here. If you're if you want to check out a really fun Sox podcast, check out Socks in the Basement. And uh Chris and Ed, who's your uh, podcasting partner, who actually went to the same high school as I did. Yeah, I actually asked Ed, I was like, Who's this guy who's reaching out to me and wants me to come on his show? And he like I'm like, Do you know him? Because he says he knows you. And he just he looked at me and he looked at the name and he goes, Wait a minute. I know this guy. And now I see the two of you talking back and forth on Twitter. You're like old friends. I want to apologize before you let me go about the darkness. But uh, my daughter suggested it because I went out on a brewery tour yesterday and I look like hell. So she's like, do you have <laughs> light hit you in the face on camera? So I, this is why. I, I just figured that uh, Sox fans can't afford lamps. But you know, that's <laughs> kind of where I was at with it. But <laughs> But thanks for coming on the show. We're going to take a quick commercial break and let Chris go, and then we're going to pinch off this episode, and uh, we're going to give away a chance postcard to one lucky um, listener. So uh, hashtag chance in the chat. So uh, we'll let you go. Thanks for coming on, Chris. Here's a commercial. Chris. The Sun Ranto Show is listener-supported and brought to you by our Super Ranters. Find out more about how you can listen early and ad-free and become part of the Super Rancher family at patreon.com slash sunranto. Do it today. All over Chicagoland, there are thirsty, frazzled, overworked Cubs podcasters who are struggling to survive one more baseball season in the dog-eat-dog world of unpaid content creation. But it doesn't have to be this way. You can make a difference. Become a super ranter at patreon.com slash sunranto, where your support ensures that poor, sad, pathetic, ugly, loser Cubs podcasters can pay for tickets and beer, and in turn, line the pockets of the baseball agarch Ricketts family. Just one dollar a month can buy a scorecard. Five dollars a month can pay for guitar strings to write a Cubs song. And ten dollars a month almost buys one beer at Wrigley Field. 
Cubs content creators are the lowest pieces of pond scum garbage that slither over the face of this planet. But super ranters help them get drunk and screw off at baseball games. What do you get out of it? The Sun Ranto Show delivered to your podcatcher without stupid advertisements like the one you're seeing and hearing right now. Plus, at other Super Rancher levels, you can get Cubs music, access to private Sun Ranto pages, the Ranter calendar, and special thanks and Ranter recognition in our live broadcasts. Plus, eligibility for monthly prizes. What does Sun Ranto get out of it? Your money. For tickets and beer. Go to patreon.com slash sunranto. That's patreon.com slash sunranto. And become a Super Ranter today. I like uh, what John Pickett says here in the chat. He says, Rocket, don't get blocked by Chris like Sox Machine. <laughs> he was nice. If you don't know the story, I was uh, blocked because of Joe Kilgallen, who you brought up just a second ago, uh, <laughs> telling, a, telling a bad Sox joke that uh, Josh – Sox – I don't want to get into it. Uh, but I will say that I am blocked by – Took a little Sox. Took a little personally. And you all, and that fucker ended up uh, stealing my weather report idea. So, like, you know, you get your your funny sign tweet stolen by Chuggo. I'm getting ripped off by uh, Socks Machine Josh. Well, guess what? I got a new Socks Machine Josh. So, and he's nicer than you. Um, <laughs> all right, he is. So, um, all right. The last thing I want to talk about tonight, uh, we got a couple TFCs, but you know, I would the. If everybody remembers, and I'll play it at the end of the show, this with the song "No Fighting in the Bleachers," is uh, that there, there was this fight, and it turned like racist at the end of the fight, and the, and I was I was the guy that videotaped it. So anyway, the guy he said something racist, and I got it on camera, and then it went viral, and so this guy got kicked off of ROTC. He ended up uh, I don't know what happened. Well, I'll tell you what happened. I found out because somebody reached out. In my Twitter DMs, and um, it's a friend of this guy, Nikolai. He says, hi, Danny. I'm trying to help my good friend clear his name of the misunderstood situation that happened in Wrigley in 2018. You posted a video on 9-24-2018 of the part of that fight that broke out uh, in the stands. Ahmad Damra was one of the people in the fight. He is truly a great person who is currently risking his life to save Ukrainian civilians fleeing the Russian takeover I am going out of my way to reach out to the authors of the content. Um, he says, creators of the situation, blah, blah, blah. He wants to move on with his life or meet someone without having a misleading bias against him. Please help me and get one of the soldiers fighting our nation, da, da, da. Uh, removing the post from the internet. Thanks in, va- in advance, Nicholas. Well, here's the thing. I, there's nothing I can do at this point. It, it is everywhere. And like... I don't know, and I am curious, and I really don't know the answer. And this is why I bring it up. Um, I don't know the answer to the question. Carly, you say, don't do shit, fuck this guy. He said racist shit. He got caught on camera. He was fighting in the stands. You know, that's on you, bro. bro. That's You got to own that up, up to that because it just lives out there. And I kind of don't want to remove it because it's kind of like part of like me and like I'm the guy in the bleachers shooting fights. And – you know, so I don't know what to do. And I'm curious in the comments what you think I should, if I should get rid of it. Well, say your piece about it. What do you think I should do? No, I mean, I just, I have no interest in being any part of it, to be honest with you. Um, 
you know, it, it was, if I think if maybe if the guy reached out to you and worded it differently, my friend said a lot of hurtful things and he learned a lot from it. it you didn't misunderstand. There was no misunderstanding. You yeah. said what you said, man. So, uh, that, 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 um, as somebody whose family is from a Latin American country and somebody who works with Latin American students, uh, I have no interest in helping this guy rehabilitate his image because just off of the way that that was worded, it doesn't tell me that he's really kind of learned anything. I'm not, but again, I'm not the arbitrator of whatever, but you know, I mean, what are you going to do? You can't re, you, once it's on the internet, it's out there. That's, that's it. It is what it is. But again, there was no misunderstanding of the situation. I agree. And it, it's not like he reached out to me. He's like, Hey, I'm the guy. I really feel bad. I, I let my emotions get away. I said things I really regret. I've done this training, you know, whatever it would be. But, yeah, right. you're right. It, it, there was no really immense. And, and we're, we're getting some comments coming in. Uh, no, don't get rid of it. He was probably drunk. They were all drunk. I mean, that's that's really not an excuse. Tim says, take it down, then put it back up again so it can get big again. Well, guess what, Tim? You're lucky because I put it in a music video for No Fighting in the Bleachers. Little Yumper says, well said, Crawley, agree. Um, David says, if that guy reached out to you himself, that would be different. He hired a friend to rehabilitate his issue, his, his um, image. And, you know, that's you can hire professional people to, like, get that shit taken down. Like, I don't know how it can be done, but you can yeah, – professional, you know, name uh, – you know, name To clean. clean your name up, to clean up the yeah. mess, a little, little PR work. So that, so that when they uh, an employer would look you up, that's not what would come up. I think right. there's some way you can make that happen. I don't know how, uh, but it's possible. I know some people can do it. Um, so anyway, thank you for the advice, Crawley. I appreciate it. And uh, I, I will uh, I, I will not remove it. And in fact, I'm going to play it again at the end of the show. Um, I, oh, I forgot to put the Lee Elia Familia up. Um, yeah, I'll do that. Little, do you, do you have Lee any rant? Yeah, well, do you have any um, uh, TFCs? I do. Let me see if I can get it up there for you. You know, you know, I love Decipio. Is that Sean today said Nick Magical fucking waved at me, and Decipio said, "I wish you were in Iowa." <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got one here. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Okay, this this one really cracked me up. So, uh, Rachel Folden, who is yeah. uh, one of the Cubs uh, minor league hitting coaches, she uh, tweets out. You know, they say if you watch baseball long enough, you'll see something you've never seen before. Yesterday, I saw a crane flying off the river with a fish, and it dropped the fish from about 100 feet up and almost hit Brennan Davis while playing right field for the Iowa Cubs. And then shock face emoji. And then someone replied to Rachel, uh, cranes don't eat fish. Herons do. And Andy said, maybe that's why you dropped it. <laughs> that's logical yeah <laughs> i just think it's hilarious like some i mean some uh crane goes in gets a fish in the river and then it's like wait a second i don't eat fish and drops it on brenda davis um i got one more i enjoyed this uh from uh, billy crumb uh he said Someone needs to follow Shambi around, picking up all those names he drops. Thought that was pretty fierce. And um, 
Also, I, did you see I got retweeted by Bloopy, the Braves mascot, the other day? Yes, I did see that. Yeah, so uh, he, uh, I said, because uh, he's got these plunger ears, and I, I wish you can kind of see it in the little picture in his Twitter bio. He's got plunger ears, and I said, you could unclog a toilet with those ears. And uh, Bloopy said, you could catch a ratio with this quote tweet. And I did. All these Very people were nice. like, get him, Bloopy. So I'm like, if you had Danny Rocket is going to get harassed by the Braves mascot Bloopy this week on your bingo card, well, then yell bingo because you win. All right, we got one more announcement. Uh, Crawley, hit it. Yeah, uh, again, uh, the, you saw the Stroh show today, but that's going to be nothing compared to the Stroh show that you are going to see at Club 400. Friday, May 27th. From 6 to 10 p.m., um, tickets include a picture with Marcus Stroman, so like a high-def picture, a swag bag that's going to have a Marcus Stroman autographed ball on the sweet spot on it, all you can eat, all you can drink, music by uh, Danny Rocket and uh, Jim and Justin from Modern Day Romeos, and there's a dueling piano guy. Uh, Johnny Benedict's going to be playing the Lowry organ, and all of this is to benefit three awesome charities. Uh, Marcus Stroman's charity, HDMH, Height Doesn't Measure Heart, uh, our friends at Lost Boys Inc. Uh, with Levante Stewart and uh, Club 400 itself, trying to you know keep raising money to help people in times of need when they need it. So, um, as somebody that goes to a lot of different autograph signings and a lot of different autograph shows, I, I got a whole bunch of them coming up. But there is nothing like a Club 400 party, and I will tell you that the people that go to one, like the return rate is like out of control of the amount of people that always want to come back. So. If you've been on the fence and kind of saying, like, I've never been to one, I'm thinking about it, I've thought about it, I think that Strowman's going to bring something really cool to the table. I think he's going to be different than a lot of the guests that we've had. I think he's going to be more interactive. And so um, I would say get in on it, get it done, and uh, hopefully uh, we can uh, see you there. And you'll see Danny, myself, Stuart, Stro, Levante, ton of people, and, and, and it will be a moment that you won't forget, and you're really going to be helping the kids. I, I just got word that uh, long lost friend, somebody we've never uh, met before, but has been on this show. Infield Fly Girl is coming into town for this. Infield one. Fly Girl, I talked her into coming to Club Four Hundred, so that's going to be exciting. So there's a lot of uh, Joe Kilgallen. We talked about him; he's going to be emceeing. It's just you don't want to miss this. And and like I said, it's for a good cause. When you, uh, I used to just want to go because I was like, oh, look at all these cool Cubs players. But when you see like. These people, like, like I said, the, the people that, that are the beneficiaries of this charity, uh, it really melts your heart. Is it, that some, something as powerful as Cub fans we can do to help the community, help people? And not only that, you get to get drunk and talk Cubs with a bunch of Cubs fanatics. Why the hell wouldn't you do it? Yeah, in, in a really kick-ass <laughs> Cubs museum basement that you right. didn't even mention. You know, it's freaking <laughs> awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be fun, and hopefully we get great weather for it uh, as well. The food's good, but, yeah, come on out. Uh, there's not a lot of tickets left, so make sure. And where where, where do people get tickets? Club. You can go to club400cubs.com. Yeah. I'll put it in the chat, but uh, if you're thinking about going, I would hurry up because tickets are moving. Stuart added a couple other – keeps adding things, and uh, I know Ray Burris is going to be there, former Cub, other people that are just unannounced that always end up coming. So it's uh, awesome. I, would, I wouldn't miss out personally. Yeah. Well, you're not gonna, and neither will I. 
<laughs> so, uh, well, thanks for watching us and listening to us and everything. Uh, so we'll we'll be back at you sometime in the middle of the week. I don't think we've really worked out when that'll be, but it will be at some point uh, after the White Sox series and before uh, who the hell do we play next. Oh, the Dodgers. Oh, God. The Dodgers. Um, the other thing I want to say is uh, Saturday, I'm going to be sitting in the bleachers. It's my birthday coming up soon, so it's just kind of like one of those things we're doing. We'll be out there. So if you're around, come out to the bleachers, say hi, and uh, wish me happy birthday because I'd love to see you. So, chance for a chance time. Oh, yo, damn it. I almost forgot again. I knew. Chance. That's why I blurted it out. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank God. All right. Let me get up the give the giveaway. Your last, last chance. chance for you guys to put chance in there, hashtag chance, because it's going to come up and somebody's going to get that postcard. All right. Well, let's hope it's not a uh, Yoda Leahy who guy. All right. Let's go. Because <laughs> he won like nine times in a row. And the winner is dun, 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 Dominic Congratulations. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, uh, expect a postcard in the mail very soon. It's coming your way. And uh, I'm going to play No Fighting in the Bleachers featuring our good friend who is yet to apologize. And then I'm going to be playing the Lee Elia Familia, which is starring many of you. So here's no fighting in the bleachers. And uh, we'll talk to you later on this week. Spagog. Spagog. No fighting in the bleachers. No fighting in the bleachers. No fighting in the bleachers. There is no fighting in the bleachers. What did your mama teach you? There is no fighting in the bleachers. So take that shit outside. There is no fighting in the bleachers. What did your mama teach you? There is no fighting in the bleachers. So take that shit Like a punk and watch him hit and run and have lots of fun and show him all your love and sell.
Put your, put your phone away. Oh, yeah. Yeah, buddy. Walk away, guys. Guys, walk away. Guys. You're on private property. You don't have permission to videotape anyone. No, no put it away. No, you're not. You put it away right now. There's no fighting in the bleachers. There's no fighting in the bleachers. There's no fighting in the bleachers. Tell you one fucking thing. I hope we get fucking hotter than shit just to stuff it up in 3,000 fucking people that show up every fucking day. Because if they're the real Chicago fucking fans, they can kiss my fucking ass right downtown and print it. They're really, really behind you around here. My fucking ass. What the fuck am I supposed to do? Go out there and let my fucking players get destroyed every day and be quiet about it? Are the fucking nickel and dime people that show up? The motherfuckers don't even work. That's why they're out at the fucking game. They ought to go out and get a fucking job and find out what it's like to go out and earn a fucking living. 85% of the fucking world's working. The other 15 come out here. A fucking playground for the cocksuckers. Rip them motherfuckers. Rip them fucking cocksuckers like the fucking players. Now we got guys busting their fucking ass and the fucking people boo. And that's the Cubs? My fucking ass. They talk about the great fucking support the players get around here. I haven't seen it this fucking year. The name of the game is hit the ball, catch the ball, and get the fucking job done. Right now, we have more losses than we have wins. The fucking changes that have happened in the Cub organization are multifold. All right, they don't show because we're 5-14. and 14. And unfortunately, that's the criteria of them dumb 15 motherfucking percent that come out today baseball. The other 85% are earning a living. It'll take more than a 5 and 13 or a 5 and 14 to destroy the makeup of this club. I guarantee you that. There's some fucking pros out there that want to fucking play this game. But you're stuck in a fucking stigma of the fucking Dodgers and the Phillies and the Cardinals and all that cheap shit. And all these motherfucking editorials about say... And fuck the Phillyitis and all that shit. It's sickening. Unbelievable. It really is. This is a disheartening fucking situation we're in right now. 5 and 14 doesn't negate all the work. We got 143 fucking games left. What I'm trying to say is don't rip them fucking guys out there. Rip me! If you want to rip somebody, rip my fucking ass. But don't rip them fucking guys because they're giving everything they can give. And once we hit that fucking groove, it'll flow. And it will flow. The talent's there. I don't know how to make it any clearer to you. I'm frustrated. I guarantee you, I'm frustrated. It'd be different if I walked in this room at 8.30, saw a bunch of guys that didn't give a shit. They give a shit. It's a tough National League East. It's a tough National League, period. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. 
I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be.